Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Come in. Shh, be quiet. Be quiet. Come here. Come here. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. He's hey. sleeping. Oh, look at him. Hey. Oh, oh, look. He's he's dreaming. He's podcasting. And the trees got bark on them, so you can't do that. He's not very good at it. Oh, anyway, we should probably wake him up. Yeah, we gotta get going. Hey! Ah! Hey! Get up! Ah! Get up your feet, you lazy! What? You're too lazy! Get up! Uh, I, I'm, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up! We have guests, we have a podcast to do. What? We have guests? Right over there. What? Get your microphone. It's right here. Jeremy. Kevin. Jeremy. Kevin. Do you know what we're doing? I know exactly what we're doing, Kevin. <laughs> well, I, we'll I, I know what we're doing so exactly that I'm not even going to say what we're doing because <laughs> I know what we're doing. Cool. So we'll get to that. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, I, I got a new desk. Yeah. Half, uh, the, half the desk arrived. <laughs> yeah. I built that part of the desk. Mm-hmm. And then the other half of the desk arrived. And here's... Here's what really grinds my gears. It arrived nine days later than it was supposed to. <laughs> okay. And, and I could have had a desk during those nine days if yeah. two of the pieces in the second box that arrived had been in the first box. What What, what were the rest of the pieces? Of, of, you, you, would have, you would have had partial of a desk, but also a full desk. I would have had the ability to set up a desk. I just wouldn't like it's a bookshelf desk combo. Oh, okay. I built the bookshelf, the skeleton of the bookshelf. That was in yeah. the first box. I got the desktop, also in the first box. Mm-hmm. I got the connectors that stabilize the desktop, also in the first box. Okay. I did not get the brace for the other end of the desk. So you just need, you know, you just have to hold, you know, hold it. Yeah, hold, hold it, hold this over five foot long desk. <laughs> And set up all my computer stuff on it. <laughs> At this point, we've both had the experience of, oh, no, I don't have a desk. And not having a desk is the weirdest way of being unable to access your computer. Yeah, honestly, it was kind of like, I guess I'm doing this thing right now because I can't be productive in the way I want to be. It's just because, like, when when your computer's busted for one reason or another, you're like... Oh, no, my computer doesn't work. That sucks. When you just don't have a desk, you're like, my computer's right there. Like Everything functions. I just literally don't have a surface to put it on. Yeah, I, I, I have, like, a computer that does not have Wi-Fi capability. And I it, guess I could It needs a hardwire. So, like, there's literally nowhere in the house I could set it up. Yeah, I mean, like, and then someone's like, oh, guys, so you just put it on the ground. I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Look, I also don't need to go on the computer that bad. Well, I guess I could set it up on the ground like a savage. Uh, I could I could <laughs> sit on the ground crisscross applesauce and troll Reddit, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So 
that's that's sort of the saga that's went on in my life in the <laughs> interim in between our meetings, Kevin. What happened in your life? Uh, well, COVID did enter our house, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> I have been uninfected. Unaffected and uninfected. All right, so you're immune, so we just dissect you, and that solves everything. We have a vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'm I'm talking about a cure, Kevin. (laughs) Oh, yes, that is true. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly exactly what we need. Um, The (laughs) – no, it it came in because there's like a two-year-old lives in the house. A two-year-old isn't vaccinated, and the daycare – and we're right at the 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 time after you know all the Christmas holidays that we're like yeah man did it did it go did like everybody other, saw everybody yeah did one of the other families that had happened and of course like I, I mean obviously the the kids too like she's not going to be like she was you know sick uh, she wasn't super affected by it like, that's not saying like obviously very young people have died from this and it sucks yep uh, but. You know, it's fine. But then she infected, like, everyone. <laughs> like, my my mom, who is in the category of people who do pass away from this. And I'm like, man, we're all interconnected. It's all in the web of life. And currently, the web is shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a be- it's a beautiful story of the... Of, of interpersonal connection of the way that a, a butterfly flaps his wings and creates a beautiful a, tapestry a, a, made of delicate silk threads. Yeah. But it's 2022, which means knowing another person is hell. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that's been always like it's been, it was better before. That's what, that's what no exit is, right? Hell is other people. <laughs> my, I've been having this thought going around in my head. And I don't know how much of my family listens to my podcast. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking that, like, sometimes – I think it's especially true in Alberta. It's probably true everywhere. I just know because we're in Alberta. Sometimes the people that you disconnect from because of COVID and because of things like this. So you always get those stories people coming out, coming out and they're being like, I haven't seen my uh, niece in this. And I haven't seen my – grandson in this time sometimes the people you you are forced to disconnect from because of this are the people you've wanted to disconnect from for a long time (laughs) yeah and now you just have a really good excuse (laughs) yeah i mean i i think the the nice thing about having to shrink your social circle Mm -hmm. is that there's really no room for someone who is not operating at peak efficiency in your social circle yeah yeah, (laughs) like Like, I'm not going to say you, like, you called the weak or anything like that, but, like... Called the annoying. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, you know, the people that brought the most to my life are the ones that I stayed in contact with. Yeah, there Uh, are are people who the... Who we, like, once a year you have, like, pleasantries with and you have to... uh, be around we are in a phase right now where that is not mandatory anymore well it was never mandatory and to be fair like there are well, some people where i'm not, like not i haven't mandatory. seen you in a couple of years and i'd like to see you <laughs> not mandatory but it was like socially acceptable no i want to say it was socially mandatory the idea is there are certain people where it's like 
I see. I'm specifically talking about like also family. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you see them once, like you know, once a year, and you have to yeah, make time nice for with the them. time for the Christmas party or Thanksgiving. There's always there's whatever. always the yeah. joke about you know the the racist uncle at Thanksgiving. Yeah, but it but when and you kind of get away with that because it's like yeah they're the racist uncle at Thanksgiving and like that's terrible but you got to deal with it. He's your uncle. But when the racist uncle at Thanksgiving is also a vector for contaminants. <laughs> no, it's, have... it's not because I don't like you. It's because you're a vector for contaminants. So we never have to talk to each other again. <laughs> I'm allowed not to. Whenever I see somebody who is like, I haven't heard from my extended family in this long, and I'm like, ooh, I think it's you. It might be you. I think it's you. It might be you. No, yeah. um, uh, recently, uh, a friend of mine, a, f- a fairly close friend, was like, um, so I saw like my great aunt and uncle for the first time in three years. Yeah. Um, and basically it was great seeing them. And then my aunt left the room and my uncle was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, well, what, like, what happened? What did you do? And they were said, um, basically it was like the language that we've been using, like you're a vector for contaminants. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you, uh, <laughs> you call the annoying, um, like very sort of surgical and precise language. <laughs> right. And basically this person turned to their uncle. Right. And yeah. was like, uh, if you continue talking the way you're talking, I will excise you from my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hot damn. Like you are cold blooded. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I have spent two years mentally preparing for when the pandemic p- pandemic becomes an endemic and when COVID becomes something that's just in the undercurrent that we have to deal with, but it's not like a ever present part of our lives. I have been preparing myself. I have been honing my body like uh, ancient monks would do, standing under raging cold water fountains. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're called waterfalls, but you can call them fountains if you want. No, because there's no water. Where the fuck am I going to get a waterfall? I've been standing standing at a fountain down in the park. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, catch up with me here. Uh, I've been training my my body and mind for when this is all done. And I might have to face one of those said people (laughs) to just be to just be like, no. No, just, just if when they're standing in the middle of a room spouting nonsense, to to have the courage just go shut up. Nobody cares. I'm leaving. Yeah. Well, let me make this clear. I'm going to drive to every single event I have to go to. There's no event that I'm willing to carpool with anyone else because I need an exit strategy. <laughs> That's the way I feel about a lot of stuff. Because nothing is worse than being the person who like really just goes at someone for being wrong and then being forced to hang around waiting for your ride. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of undercuts the whole thing, Hank. It does. <laughs> the, the thing about those people is I think because we've had to isolate, um, mm-hmm. it proved that they really do not add in anything to your to your existence. <laughs> no. Right? You're, you're like, no, I don't. And, like, that was always the argument, at least in my family. Yeah. Being like, oh, no, like, you've got to, like, do that. They're this relation and like you'll be glad that you have them in your life like family is family and like okay yeah no you're wrong you're wrong yeah it it wasn't bad i didn't regret it at all (laughs) you sort of just figure out what you can 
and can't live with. And what I found out is I can't live without my D and D group. We found <laughs> yes. we, we found ways to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, yeah. We we had like every every single week. Now, I mean, we missed some occasional weeks, but like you know, we would we'd go online, and when it was safer and we were all vaccinated, we're like, I can go in person. When we did uh, our charity extra life thing we literally like brought our vaccine cards to be like we're all vaccinated we're all vaccinated yeah yeah yeah, yeah. go on our way and we did and we did our thing but for the people who i feel like i don't want to uh, no, uh, no, didn't add anything no uh i started talking about this i don't know if you uh know things are weird in canada and things are weirder in alberta and <laughs> potentially the same amount of weird in ottawa uh so, I, no i think it's weirder in alberta where our province is even on our side. Yeah, we're like everyone in, in Alberta is like, what are you doing? And then the like, there's the crazy people who are doing their thing, and then there's the provincial government being like, you know what? Maybe they have a point. Everyone is like, no. no. And a then the sp- provincial government is like, no, you can't say no to us. We're the government, and we're like, your whole thing is about people being <laughs> able to say no to you. And then they're like, you know what? I don't like this anymore. I'm getting rid of all the <laughs> restrictions because you guys said that I was doing a bad thing. And then you're like, why would you do that? And then they're like, and you know what? Your cities can't make the rules anymore either. Um, hey, yeah. Jeremy. Yes. Greatest spring ever. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be open for March. Uh, open for March. All right. We do – We're. it's not New Year's. <laughs> we do have something we want to talk about. I, no, this is what we're doing. You asked me what we're doing this episode, Kevin. I said I knew what we were doing, but I wasn't going to say it. Somewhere in the back of your head you knew what we were doing. <laughs> no, we uh, – well, last week – no, last week. Last, last episode, episode. Last episode, we discussed in detail slimes. Yes, I I vaguely recall that. It seems it seems uh, many years ago, but I recall you were, it. <laughs> you were the one who brought in the list of facts. Yes. Now, we talked a lot about them because slimes are very pervasive throughout a lot of media. Yeah, and they're varied. And they're yeah. There's a lot of different things about them. I I know mostly. Mostly slime rancher mm-hmm. and slimes from just random JRPG. Not not even a specific JRPG, just random ones. Yeah, and uh, D and D has oozes, but we talked through all of them, and we mm-hmm. figured out what slimes are. We did some goofs, but we never figured out what a world, what the world of slime is. Okay, ready? I'm gonna blow your mind. What the world of slimes is? Goopy. I would say it's gooey. Hmm. Hmm. Well, clearly we're at an impasse and we can go no further. All right. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) You have a good life. I will be on my way. All right. All right. Thank you. Uh, Join us next. (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, I don't don't want to always go off in tangents, or maybe I do. Functionally, what do you see as the difference between gooey and goopy? uh, I think if something is gooey. Because I have something in my mind, but I want to hear yours. If something is gooey, it's kind of stretchy, sticky. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uniform in smoothness. And if something is goopy, it's kind of bulbousy and has like parts of it that might be a little bit more viscous than another part. I think it's pretty close to uh, what my definition was. My definition requires like a spoon test, you know, mm-hmm. like you would, you would with sauce. Yeah. Uh, 
You drag it on the bottom of the pot. (laughs) Yeah. If you lift up and it comes up and it comes out as like a solid line, that is gooey. Mm -hmm. Or if it sticks to the spoon, that is gooey. But if like a clump comes off and it goes, yeah, gloopy. That's goopy. It's goopy. 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 Goopy is a smashed potato. Well, gooey (laughs) is a mashed potato. Uh, I mean, I think potatoes are a bad example, but I agree. (laughs) Well, I'm just clarifying that one is smooth and one's chunky. Yeah. It's like peanut butter as well. Whatever you want. (laughs) Well, one of those is smooth and one of those is crunchy. Oh, you're right. It is crunchy peanut butter. (laughs) Chunky peanut butter. (laughs) Chunky peanut butter sounds like it would be gross. That sounds fine. (laughs) Chunky peanut butter sounds like what you would tell, tell like, I don't know. Do kids like chunky things? Hey, kids, do you like chunky things? (laughs) So kids here, I don't know who I'm talking to. (laughs) <laughs> what are we doing here okay so we got a whole bunch of different slimes uh we we do have to deal with the fact that there is also a king slime yeah there's a monarchy there is a monarchy at least slime. one monarchy potentially more yeah of slimes everywhere i think i think what we need to decide kevin yeah is that are slimes everywhere or are there places in the world that slimes do not inhabit the thing is, is that we we learned in our read through that slimes take on the aspects of the area they're in. Right. So like, I, this is a worldwide pervasive thing. It's like you have mammals, lizards, birds, fish, and slimes. Yeah, it's another kingdom. It's the kingdom slime mammalia. <laughs> another animal kingdom. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> when you watch the Lion King and you, they're looking over the savanna. There's also. Just a, a derpy ass looking <laughs> looking slime. Hello, <laughs> hello Simba. I hear you're going to be king one day. Yeah, that's that's Zazu. Zazu's am... not a not a toucan anymore. Uh, it's just a slime. <laughs> uh, but I the like thinking of the fact that slimes take on the aspects of where they are. The the place I think probably would have no slimes is Alberta. <laughs> Then let me explain why. Because no other place in the world is so religiously fervent by the fact of not having any rats. That's true, actually. <laughs> like, and it's not uh, that we—it's not that we didn't have rats. No, is that there were rats, and the, we just <laughs> there were rats, and everybody in the province was like, "Well, fuck no, <laughs> no more, no rats at all. None. And, Get them out of here." Yeah. So, I mean, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be, like, no slimes. Yeah, it's now, true. Ma- now, I use Alberta's example. It could be one province anywhere in Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's Saskatchewan's thing. <laughs> you can see them anywhere. We gave them all our rats. <laughs> they, ate- <laughs> they gave us all their slimes. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> we just traded. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give you two, I'll give you two rats for a slime. I hate Catan. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest game of settlers of Catan. Okay, so if they're everywhere, if they're pervasive, yeah. um, then I think the first thing that we have to say here is that you do, every animal needs the ability to at least contend with a slime. I think the reason that every animal can contend with a slime is because slimes are easy to contend with. Well, until... Slimes are easy to contend with in their more basic forms. Yeah. Like, there's also that slime who fights, str- <laughs> seeks to fight stronger and stronger <laughs> opponents. Yeah, but, but we've clarified the, 
the the issue that slime has that if it doesn't climb up the power rankings in the exact way yeah. that I don't know Goku would, <laughs> yeah, where yeah. you where you fight the strongest person in the universe at that moment and then you go up the line there they would be smashed by the first elephant they go across (laughs) like they got in front of muskrat yeah and then they go from a muskrat to a weasel yeah yeah they worked their way through the weasel family they got muskrats they got stouts they got weasels they got an otter eventually wombat uh the (laughs) final boss is a wolverine uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we've gone beyond the honey badger. Good for us as a society. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when that was all over the internet for yeah, yeah. way too long? Yep. Yeah. All that when when the, when the the honey badger don't care stuff was going around. All that reminded me of was Redwall. I was like, <laughs> there was that like noble lady or whatever who was a, a badger, and she was yeah. fucking terrifying. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I think the thing is that that I if I look at every single type of animal on Earth, mm-hmm. yeah, I think slimes would be able to beat some of them, but also they'll be beaten by other ones of them. I think a slime could actually slot into a lot of ecosystems mm-hmm. without too much disruption. Like the biggest thing about them is that do now. I want to say this very seriously. Do slimes have nutritional value? Uh, no, I don't think they do because we know what happens to the things that slimes eat is that they enhance their core. And we know that the core is used in as crafting, like, like a bone or a hide would be. And we know that they're a source of magical power. Now, here's what I want to bring up, Kevin. Well, hang on. Before I before, think, I think there would be animals that eat slime cores so that they can store. Like they're a source of magical power for those animals. I think that probably, you know, I'm I'm going to use the polar bear as an example because it lives in the most extreme environment. Yeah. Uh, I think I think there's probably polar bears that have polar breath because, <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, they eat these snow slimes or ice slimes or whatever, and they uh, therefore have now magical power of that element. So we are putting down, just to be clear, we are putting down right here that slimes have introduced magic to this world. Yes. Okay. I think uh, I think they have to. It's It comes across in too many different iterations of the slime. <laughs> no, that's fine. And well, well, the question was not whether or not the slimes were what might be considered magical. Uh, as in, you know, this slime's on fire, but it's fine. And slimes in- introduce magic. I mean, which I, is... I think they are the sole source of magic. I think that's fine as well, of yeah. slime-based magic economy. The, the re- and I also think <laughs> Lightning because, in this economy? Uh. <laughs> uh, the reason that I think that works is because if slimes truly have no nutritional value, none yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, then we needed a reason for animals to really want to kill them and not just avoid them. And because if if eating them gives you nothing, then I you know I I think I think Kevin uh, having a slime is going to hydrate you not as much as like having water is that or calories? like drinking dew <laughs> yeah or you know like chewing on some snow thanks dear like, yeah the, the... it's not going to hydrate you enough but it'll keep you going. You know, the equivalent of, you know, having 
having a pop. They're soda. They're carbonated. They're Capri Sun. Yeah, they're Capri Sun. You go up to a slime, <laughs> you pop in a straw, you're just like, ooh. They're, they're the reason – they would actually – because it doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter what landscape they're in. They are always at least a little bit liquid. Yeah. Means that that actually makes desert living easier. Because you, yeah. you have a mobile creature – that will hydrate you. Yeah, but it is gritty. Let's like let's if you, there's a slime in the desert, it's got some earth it's sand got, type. It's got attributes. in it. Yeah, but but do you know what you do if you live in the desert? You 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 make you make sure that whenever you travel around, you also have a funnel and you just shove the slime. Not a funnel, uh, a sieve, and you just <laughs> shove the slime through the sieve to to get all the particulate out of it. And then you drink it. I, I'm going to do say something that, like, I appreciate the mental image you conjured with that scene. Yeah. I'm just going to say it's probably easier to just wrap it in, like, cheesecloth and wring it out. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> you, you you use whatever supplies you have right now. And you might not have cheesecloth. No, but you could just do linen, like. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a sieve. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's the same as sieving it. Oh, okay, I'm, so I'm t- what you're I'm, saying is, Kevin, what you're saying is right now that if I got you a nice summer shirt, yeah, a nice summer linen shirt, you would say I'm wearing a sieve right now. No, I am using sieve, the verb sieve, <laughs> and not the noun sieve. Oh, okay, okay. If I could I use my shirt to sieve something. You can. Yes, but it is not a sieve. Yeah. Just as I could use my shirt, get it wet on a, in a slime, whip it up, and whip a slime in half. That doesn't mean my shirt's a whip. It means I, mean, I whipped with my shirt. I mean, it would be a whip in that moment. Y- yeah. yeah, and in that <laughs> moment, it's a sieve. <laughs> I would still not be like, hey, check out my whip. And they're like, your car? I'm like, no, my shirt. My shirt. It's got, nice, it's got nice colors. I don't understand what you mean. And then I just pull it off and whip them right in the thigh. Just, you just tear it off. Velcro at the back. <laughs> yeah. It, not only does the Velcro, it has little pockets of water in it so that when you tear, it <laughs> the, instantly drenches yeah. itself. And you just this is, it this is the fashion technology we need. It's uh, it's it's both it's both uh, pretty and it's useful. <laughs> no, I, I agree, Kevin. I think it's easier to live in a dry environment because slimes exist. Yeah, like because because uh, that- however, I might argue that there might be more dry environments because the moisture is in the slime. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if we're going to have to try to keep some form of scientific <laughs> understanding, if it's Earth, there's a limited amount of moisture. Yeah, I guess the idea is that you would have less humid environment, or they would thrive more in humid environments, or maybe the ocean is smaller. Could, could be the ocean is smaller. Uh, I mean, you do have saltwater slimes just like skidding across the surface in the middle of the ocean. Don't oh, yeah. drink them, though. Nope, don't drink. That'll make you no. sick. But you can put nope. But you can filter them. You can shove them into something, <laughs> <laughs> heat it up. And yeah, you can you can boil a slime. Yeah, to get the, slime salt. <laughs> yeah, you also get the core. <laughs> The co- I should clarify, just for if anyone is visualizing something wrong, the core does exist, but it is not physically present until the slime dies. I think it, I think it depends on the size of the slime. I think a small slime, absolutely not present until it dies. I think if you've got like one of those big bad slimes, 
No, you'll see the slot. You yeah, you, you'll see the core. Yeah. I, th- I think if a, we, we've talked about this, the idea of slimes eating other slimes. Yeah. I think if a slime eats another slime, its core will be bigger. That's a way to tell if a slime has been cannibalizing. Yeah. It's like, oh, that, that thing's got a visible core. It means it's angry, it's a cannibal, and it'll fuck you up. It will. It will fuck it you will. up. It uh, will. Uh, okay, but, but so. A lot of the little ones, like, once, once you kill them, the core, like, I, I don't know the specifics of this. But once they die, the core just, like, appears as, like, a marble. I, I think that it's just camouflaged within them very well. And as it gets bigger, it gets that camouflage becomes less effective. Well, the, um, the only reason I think that it can't just be camouflaged is because slimes are 100% malleable. I mean, so, that, that's, that's true. So I think what Up it, to it, one inch. One inch, yeah. So, But, like, I think <laughs> the idea there is that the... The core is the same as them until, once again, they eat a whole bunch of other slimes, which causes the core to harden. I, yeah, I think it's there. It's just not hard. Yes. And then once once they die, once the core is no – like the, the essence of the slime has been killed, the core hardens. Okay, so what we've decided is that, one, uh, slimes are the source of all magic in this world. Yes, Two, that means that some animals are going to develop magical abilities specifically by eating slimes. Yeah, which which will which oh I don't think I never fish that which will motivate them to eat slimes more because this yeah. is the sort of thing where it's like oh it's I an eat, advantage yeah survival. I, eat, I eat the slime which gives me ice breath which allows me to freeze fish and then I can store fish for longer says yeah. the polar bear which lets me restore the polar ice caps so that I don't lose my hunting ground yeah, uh, absolutely <laughs> uh, and the final thing is that. Um, there is less moisture in the world because it's in the slimes, and I think we make the I ocean th- smaller. I think it's negligible. I, th- I, th- I, I think it. I think in the end, it is somewhat negligible the amount there. I think yeah, maybe the oceans are a little bit smaller for now until the ice caps melt. Yeah, uh, but it starts out smaller. <laughs> yeah, 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 a little bit. Like, um, like it goes, it goes from the oh, how much is how much do they say the the world is eighty percent water or something like that? Uh, I want to say seventy percent, but maybe that's the body. <laughs> the body and the and the earth, whatever. Let's say let's say seventy percent. So it doesn't matter what it really is. Do not get at me. I'll look <laughs> it up after this is done. Seventy uh, percent. It goes down to like seventy point nine 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 percent. Yeah. Because they're not all moisture. They also have no, no, other they, things. They're, in they're them. made of other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally, the last thing we've decided is is that humans are probably in more dry areas because slimes are natural water skins to I, a point. No, I, I think human – I think – I don't know to say whether humans want to live in dry areas because there's other problems of living in uh, desert areas such as the – such as farming. Like uh, that is still tough in yeah. a lot – unless if you have a actual sort – like you – Hmm, maybe. Or could you <laughs> take a whole bunch of slimes and create a water source which would be able to far, like make fertile soil? I don't uh, – here's the thing, Kevin. I do I think, think so. that you could use a slime to make fertile soil, but I don't think it's in the way that you'd think it is. <laughs> you romance it. No. Um, Romancing the slime. No, you use it as, as waste disposal. Oh, it gets like fertilizer. Yeah, like cut a deep – dig a deep hole. Yeah. Put a cup, put a slime in it, and then shit into that hole. These are my slime hole. Yeah, the slime will then remove the waste by dissolving it. Yeah, 
So your number one, your number two, it's gone. Don't worry about it. Don't need an outhouse. Just go to the slime pit. <laughs> and then when the slime gets too big, you take it out, you kill it, you spread it over your fields. Hey, I noticed that when you go traveling, you carry on a jar with you. What is that? It's my slime oh, jar. It's my slime jar. Oh, what do you use the slime for? Pooping. This way I don't have to get out of the car to stop. Yeah, I just poop, <laughs> I just poop into the jar and the slime eats In it. this world, that's acceptable behavior. Uh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. See, I don't think it is that we'll, we'll see more people living in desert areas. I think it's just it, the, it is more feasible for people to live in desert areas, and it's – it, it, like it, it helps along with it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's the way of putting it. No, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. And I'm, in fact, Kevin, getting our commercial ready. All right. Let's head off to commercial. This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by Extendable Shoelaces. Okay, have you ever been upset that your laces aren't as long as you need them to be? Well, I have invented extendable laces. When you pull on them, they'll stretch out and give you more laces. Okay, I have a question. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold 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 on. Not not only when you pull them out, uh, do they get longer? They also get thinner and more fine. Okay, I have two questions now. No, wait, 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 wait. And aren't you tired of when you leave your shoes and you like throw them into your closet, put them wherever they where they are, their laces get all knotted together and you can't untie them? Well, these laces are guaranteed to never knot up. You know what? You just keep going. Just keep going. And if they do knot up, you can just extend them more. I'm, this is good. It's doing good, yeah, right? You're doing great. Oh, perfect. Oh, awesome. Uh, so buy extendable laces at wherever shoes are found, like the dump. Oh, buddy, you were so close. What? Okay, Kevin, we've talked about the state of the world. Yeah. Let's talk about what would be different (laughs) for civilization, because I think that's the big change. Well, I think the biggest part of that is, of course, the introduction of the slime cores, which can be used for magical properties. Yeah. I think when it comes down to it, the idea of just eating a slime core and gaining its features, there's one of two ways I could go. One, I think while that is interesting, it probably is not actually the most effective use of a slime core. Because, like, yeah, you eat you eat yeah. the cold slime's cold core, and you can do an ice breath, and that's cool. But you can only do that for a temporary amount of time, then you need to get another core, eat another ice breath. Yeah. It's useful. It could be useful for things, obviously. They're cool. You know, it. The I think the nice thing about it introducing magic in this particular way is that it's finite. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was thinking is, like, it could be the thing where... Uh, you know how a lot of the spicy peppers that we eat, the reason that they're spicy is so that animals won't eat them? Mm-hmm. And then we went, fuck yeah! Uh, <laughs> and then and then human beings were like, you know what I'm curious about? Flavor. What's the extreme of this flavor? Ooh, that's hot. Let's make it hotter. And let's like, let's crossbreed these and make it even spicier. 
<laughs> like, no, that's not what we wanted at all. To the point where we stopped naming Pepper's regular names and we just start naming them like, this is Pepper X. <laughs> the, so I was thinking, like, is it possible that, well, animals do have, or certain animals do have a tolerance to eating slime cores humans don't and it's like toxic to them but no we drink slimes obviously the cores yeah. are also fine mm-hmm. and i think the the problem is that when you have like just a slime but yeah if you have a if you eat an ice slime if a polar bear i guess we're using the polar bear example a lot the polar bear cracks into an, an ice slime and like breaks through the core like cores a are, bottle of coca-cola around christmas time exactly that's where it comes from yeah that's where it's from uh <laughs> But if they get into the core and they suck out the good juices of the core, because those cores are hard, like you yeah. gotta crack them open, yeah, like like a, like a like a stone egg, <laughs> and they 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 suck the juices out of it and they get their ice breath, which a lot which helps them with catching fish, seals, seals, whatever they end up using them for, yeah, um, that is a thing. But if you just are you just find a slime, you know, one of those casual slimes. Yeah. Normal slimes. Yeah. You crack you crack it open, you you know, you crack open the uh the core, you suck it down. Cool, you ate some magic. You can't do magic. Nope. <laughs> no. A magic <laughs> thing might happen, but yeah, I, you're not in perfect control of that shit. I, th- <laughs> I think what it is, here's what I think. I think cracking open uh the core of just a slime is the equivalent of, of someone being like this this drink has electrolytes. Like, okay. Yeah, so, I, w- I was thinking yeah. actually like because slimes take we, – we brought this up in types of slimes that there could be. Yeah. But like you could make a wine slime. You, you could, could. make a You could make a beer slime. You could make a vodka slime. Like – and the thing about those is like you can take parts of that slime without completely destroying it. Yeah. And then – let it go off and and get bigger again by absorbing different things. Yeah, well, as, as we that, said, that's you how stab- you get raspberry vodka slimes. You you stab the, you stab the Capri Sun straw in. Yeah, you suck it up. Yep. Uh, and those ones, people might be thinking, is like, well, what if you eat the core of a beer slime? Well, it's magic, but just because something is magic doesn't mean everything has like a big effect. When you when you eat the core of a beer slime, I think you just get instant like any alcohol slime. You're just drunk. Yeah, like <laughs> you're magically it's, drunk. It would be you, called an inebriation core. Yeah, if you want to put that modifier on it and say like, oh no, but he's magically drunk. But effectively, it's the same the thing. Fucking difference. Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> what's the difference? That's what I'm thinking. It is with the with just the casual normal slime. It's like, yeah, you drink it and you you technically have magic in you, so maybe you feel a little bit more vitalized for yeah. like yeah. ten seconds. I I but... honest I honestly think the biggest change in human history is the use of slimes and waste management. <laughs> that is that is very useful. You do just have your your jars and you pop open a. Uh, a toilet and there's just a slime sitting at the bottom and it's ready it's ready for your oh, excrement it, it, mouth open ready to go yeah it just has that okay have you played slime rancher jeremy i have not okay well then for you and anyone else out there just look up slime rancher just look at the face of those slimes and that is the face that i'm picturing <laughs> just the <laughs> the happy open mouth yeah. smile yeah just smiling from the bottom of a toilet They'll help with water management because I have, I'm going to assume a slime uses less water than a toilet does. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, you don't need to put any water into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when it also comes down to, like, oh, yeah, the sanitation is a good part of it. But uh, when it just comes down to, like, the magic part of it, it's not about eating the cores. It's about using the cores yeah. in potions. Or bombs. Or bombs, yes. Also, warfare would be a lot based on... You you will get the exploding slimes. Yeah. Slings get- and slingshots are a lot more prevalent in medieval like fighting. Yeah. Be- because like yes, you could strap like a flame core to the edge of an arrow, but it's gonna be really like it's gonna be really hard to make that arrow fly it, straight be, and far. It'll be a lot might easier. as well yeah, might as well just sling or slingshot. I mean, that would depend on, of course, the explosion radius. Here's what I'm thinking. And and uh, well, we are talking now about creation of bombs and uh, warfare. This actually can be translated into a lot of different avenues, which is the idea of GMSs, genetically what? modified slimes. Yeah. What they are is that you can very carefully regulate, and we will figure it out over a long history, carefully regulate, and I'm going to use the bombs as an example, like, okay – I need to make sure that this slime core will be tough enough not to break in my hand and explode, mm-hmm. but weak enough that it will explode on contact mm-hmm. and also have the proper explosion that I need. Because if you are somebody who's like using a sling, their effective range is longer than you think, but probably less than you'd like to if you're going to stand next to a large explosion. Well, I don't. I think you know the. the I think the largest type of explosion you could get from like a bomb made from a slime core is kind of like a grenade. Well, I, yes, but even that you don't, yeah, you don't want to be close to a grenade with uh, shrapnel and stuff. Yeah. I think, I, I think you could make a quite large bomb, but I think it would require a lot of modifying slimes. That's you true. Would, you would have to essentially form what would be a King slime, but specifically by, uh, harvesting and uh, not harvesting, but uh, encouraging growth in explosion radius. Yeah, can I do a slight sidebar here for one second? Sure. We're both implicitly agreeing there is no kingdom of slimes, right? <laughs> the monarchy does not settle land because they're a resource that humans would exploit. Yeah, the the, the, the there's no kingdom of slimes. The reason, same for a similar reason, there's no kingdom of cows. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Once, once humans have decided these are a resource, we will use their their, their monarchy. <laughs> will stand. King slime is just the same. It's, it's like how we call you know we, we have there's rat kings. There's a king but, cobra. It's a king cobra. Uh, but a rat king is not what you think it is. This is not like the king of the rats. It's just a whole bunch of rats got bundled together. Yeah, they got stuck. They got <laughs> stuck. So a king slime is just that. It is a large slime that usually has fed on other slimes. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. an abundance of weak creatures. Yes, abundance. Yeah, I, I, the reason I think I do think there is a there is a uh, a qualifier there that a king slime has eaten other slimes versus just a slime that's eaten a lot of creatures. Like okay. I think those I think those create functionally different things. Sure, I'm fine with that. Because if we're talking about the idea of sele- of like selective breeding of slimes. I think the idea is that the more slimes that it eats, the more slime qualities it gets. Its core becomes larger. 
its core becomes harder. You're saying that you could be like, okay, this slime is a fire slime. And this slime is a sand slime. And if the fire slime eats the sand slime, it's a glass slime? You could get a a glass slime. That is a possibility. But but if the other slimes aren't, like, you know, perfectly bred the way that they should be, you could get a magma slime. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, like, like I, I think because this is, once in humans sticking their fingers in nature, it is very delicate. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but humans would do it and they would get it to a point where they could do it on the regular. I mean, that's, yeah, that's why we have bananas. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why the corn tastes the way it does. <laughs> like... Yeah, that, that's, that, that is why a lot of foods we can eat, we can eat. And it's not... For the people out there, it's not the scientists went in and you know went with all their no, it's up all their it's genes. Just breeding. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just breeding. It, you, yeah, you want to know why the dogs can't breathe good and got bad hips? Breeding. <laughs> well, that yeah, that was a problem. Yeah, um, but like you know that that's what the Egyptians did, what uh, Native Americans did. That's how you make things edible that weren't edible before. Yep. And we'll do we'll do it with uh, we'll do it with slimes as well. We'll make them one hundred percent. Okay. Well, well, what what do you think, Kevin? Yeah. What's the slime that gets bred that changes the world? Like, what's what's the biggest change in the world for slimes? Um. Okay. I have a. <laughs> I don't know if this is the biggest one. I don't even know if this is possible. Mm-hmm. But the radio slime. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that's possible. You don't think. I, I must I, say I don't think a radio slime is possible because it cannot absorb uh things that are not matter. Says who? They 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 can absorb fire. Right, but fire, fire is a plasma. Fire, fire is just heat. It's energy. To absorb fire that is energy. And okay, radio you waves are energy. You're right. I will I will give you that. I guess I'm, you could make a radio slime. Now, but... to be clear, when I say radio slime, I'm not saying you carry a slime around with you and you put it up to your ear and you're just like, Charlie, no, it would, drop it would the be bombs. An, it would be an emitter or yeah, an it's amplifier. He's a, ra- a radio tower. It's yeah. a, it's a radio tower. You have a slime. <laughs> I was going to choose the electricity slime. Electricity slime will also be very useful. Yeah. The electricity slime is especially useful because it's... <laughs> it's a battery it's, that doesn't run out. Well, here's the thing. It's not that it's infinite energy. Um, it's not that it's perpetual energy, but it's a conversion of energy in a very strange way. Yeah. Because because it it gives you electricity and you just put in fucking anything. <laughs> well, until it's absorbed enough to not be an electricity slime anymore. Well, no, but that's why you don't give it like other slimes that will change its features yeah, or yeah. you don't give them too much of one thing. Like, no, you don't want to be having an electricity slime and just throwing rebar into it because eventually it'll become a metal slime. Yeah, and like, also, you have to be like, you cannot use an electricity slime is your waste management slime. It does, you will get zapped. <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, I mean, depends on the waste management. Yes, you should not be using an electricity slime as your poop slime. No. But if it's just like we, hey, compost. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, honestly, we don't have a garbage problem in this world. Yeah, because if they'll eat anything, you just give them your garbage. You just shovel garbage in. I think the reason, like, here's the thing: we would still have like blue bins, green bins, and black bins. Yeah, because those would be like okay. 
we want to use this material to make certain types of slime, so we're going to separate them. <laughs> you Well, probably what you'd have is you'd have, like, blue bins are still things that we want to recycle. Like, you still need is like, okay, yeah. we need to take this paper and make more paper. Yeah. Uh, green bins are obviously compost, and they're things that we would give to slimes. Same with black bins. For people who don't live around us, that's what they are. Green bin is compost, blue bin is recycling, black bin is garbage. Yeah. I have, you, a, I have a question, actually, hold, Kevin. Hold on. I, are, we going, are we going on from this? Because I have one more No, no, no. It, it's, it's part of this, I think. Okay. It, it's something, a type of waste that is not household waste, but it's still a very a waste that we have to manage. And yeah. that is hazardous waste. If you give hazardous waste to a slime. You'll get a radioactive slime. You will get a radioactive or hazardous slime because it's not necessarily radioactive. I guess, yeah. Um, you will get a hazardous slime. Here's the thing. A hazardous slime, very easy to contain. Um, hazardous waste, less so. Potentially, uh, oh man, that is a question. You like, just put it in a lead box. Yeah, but I mean, you can also do that with hazardous. I guess it'll eat through the lead box eventually. Like, I, I think, I guess the idea there is that it's it's a lot. It's not easier to store. It's just a lot more compact. Yeah, because the problem with hazardous waste is that you just got it. Just keeps growing. Like the half life on it is so large. Mm-hmm. That it just keeps growing. You'll always have more. Versus a slime, which if you can just dump hazardous waste into it, yeah, it'll, it will at that point never decay and become inert. But also, it will presumably also not become uh, uh, an atomic bomb. The- well, and also, slimes aren't that big or that heavy, so you could just shoot it into space if it became a problem. Just you just strap it to a catapult and then let it fly right off of the top of Mount Everest. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's how it works. Um, this actually goes into what I was going to say about the electricity slimes mm-hmm. and the importance of when these that these slimes are managed. So what they're doing is that they are very carefully watching the slime and what it is eating. That's why the, that's why the sorting is so important. And once it goes to a location, it gets sorted more. This is the same thing with the uh, uh, the radioactive slime, and I'll get to it. But like, okay, so you have an electricity slime. This electricity slime is powering the grid for the city. So you want to keep it, you know, keep it up, keep it going. It's going to keep discharging, but you want to make sure it's it's big and it's powerful and it doesn't like run out of energy. Because slimes can get tired. Yeah. You're throwing things into it, but you're managing what goes into the slime because you don't want it to change. Well, you're you've hooked up every lightning rod in the city <laughs> and it's directly connected to the slime. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that'll help as well if during lightning storms. You don't have to yeah. do as much. But through the rest of the time, the slime just needs to eat something. So you're throwing in garbage, you're throwing in uh like some compost, but you are balancing out what it's doing so you don't all of a sudden get a, as I was saying with the, throwing the rebar in, you don't all of a sudden get a metal slime. Yeah. If you, if the people who are managing this are like, okay, this slime has eaten, like, it's, it, they're balancing the macros of the slime is what they're doing. Yeah. This, the slime is <laughs> eating too much metal. We have uh, to add you know, in more. You could get a degree in slime macros. Yeah. We, we have to add in more plastic. And that's the same thing that they can do with the, uh, uh, the radioactive slimes. So, because if you have a radioactive slime and you just keep shoving radioactive stuff into it, it'll get bigger and stronger and more radioactive. Mm-hmm. However, if you're throwing radioactive in it and you're balancing that out by throwing in on, maybe even just like more compost or yeah, things anything, that are inert. 
Yeah, anything that's not radioactive. Lead. You're just throwing lead at it. <laughs> it'll eat it and it'll reduce the uh, the radioactive signature because of how a slime works. Yeah, and it's very important to balance out that sort of thing because if it becomes too radioactive, it will literally split the atoms around it and become yeah, it nuclear. <laughs> yes, it could become nuclear. And that is, you know, people are taking care of those things. There, it, there's a great, there's a great future in slimeology. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Be, but there's of course the people out there, and, and they're like, I don't trust these to this GMSs. I think slime should be organic. Yeah, this they is are, my this is my bear slime. And you're like, they are all like, yeah. Wait, wait, wait what what that slime eat? Bears. <laughs> I fed them solely on. Bear. It only eats bears. <laughs> it's just like a slime with two little barriers on top of it. Yeah. Rawr. It's my cute cuddle pug. Never mind that because there's the cat slime in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. There's the feral slimes in. Uh... Yeah. There's the feral slimes in Slime Rancher and you have to be careful because they'll just eat things. Here's, here's eat a, a question I have for you, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think this would happen, but I want to get your take on it. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's a pandemic. Let's say yeah. smallpox. Yeah. How do you think they're getting rid of the bodies? <laughs> oh, you're talking about like a you're talking about like, like a plague. Yeah. Like yeah, shoving them into, into you, slimes. You put them into slimes, right? Yeah. And if you put them into slimes, what's that slime going to turn into? I don't think slimes turn into people. <laughs> no, 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 not a not people. That's oh, just a plague organ- slime. It'll, yeah, it'll it'll get the disease, the sickness. Yeah, it, and it'll the, generate that sickness. And then the doc, the doctors will will be like, "No, there's no evidence that that the <laughs> slime take on the sickness." Also, stop washing your hands. You look like a girl. <laughs> and then all those doctors will die. Well, unfortunately, those doctors will probably live. A lot of patients will die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then someone will be like, "No, clearly everybody who's hanging around this slime is getting sick." Yeah. We should do something about that. Here's the thing. It's both like a bad thing and a good thing because now you have something that you can continuously study the disease on without having to like store disease samples. Well, I mean, well, what, what you would do is you'd kill the slime and you'd take its core because its core would be the disease. And yep. then of course, that core will will break out. <laughs> yep. And then there will be another pandemic. Uh, what we'll say is that weirdly, you'll also be dealing with a lot of situations that we have dealt with before in our history, just through the lens of a slime. Yeah, I, I think, I think actually the 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 weird things that happen is like energy becomes way different. Yeah, waste management becomes way different, but like well, transportation doesn't really change. Yeah, you're not know, going to be rolling around on slimes. Um, I I think probably what we would see. The hmm, okay. I was thinking of transportation. I was thinking specifically of engines. I was thinking of powering engines because obviously the electricity slime works well for when you're powering a grid. Yeah, which means probably then electric cars. Once you reach the point where the problem with electric cars is also the the internal battery in the car. The the thing about the way that the slimes work, Kevin, and the way that yeah. the cores work. Is that like I don't think gasoline's ever a thing in this world because there are so many different types of energy 
that you can use to power an engine. Well, yeah, but I think the, the problem there is not necessarily gasoline. It's not the problem. But the, the situation is not necessarily gasoline. I think it's combustion. Combustion was a thing we figured out pretty early on, not necessarily because of gasoline, because we understood how combustion well, works. Well, it was ex- rapid expansion is what combustion is, right? Yeah. So, I so think- if you have a heat-generating slime. Yeah. So I think we'd still see a combustion engine. Yeah. It just might be based around slime. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, but I also I also think, Kevin, like there's no reason why you can't have an electricity slime in a car or, yeah, an, air, yeah. or an airplane, right? There's no reason you can't have, still have an electric vehicle as well. And I'm sure that the people in this world would find a way to be like, oh, there's this slime. Like if maybe it's a water slime and what a water slime can do is shoot a jet of water. Well, guess what? That's kinetic energy and you can use that to move stuff. Yeah, no, there's a lot of different things, uh, like, ways that will that'll work. So, like, like, we'll see – it's weird to say – it's not like we'll see transportation as different, but we'll see uh, – The technology en- that builds it engines. is different. Yeah. Engines are different. Engines is a very broad term that refers to a lot of different things. Yeah. The, the engine of machinery will be very slime-based. Yeah. Before, before we get too close to the end, we do need to bring up – one thing that we that in all this we've never talked about, which is the fact that the you can create potions with slime cores. Yeah, this world has potions. I it. guess yeah. So medicine is very different as well. Not even just medicine. Like potions in these games do a bunch of different things. You will have like you'll have cores that or you'll have potions that replicate the things the cores do. So you have fire breathing potion. You have ice breathing potion. You have a potion you drink so that you're warmer in cold weather. You have a yep. potion you drink so you're cooler in you hot weather. You have a weather. potion that you drink so you go faster. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, got, you got the go fast potion. You got, you got the love potion. You got the hate potion. You got the apathy potion. <laughs> I don't know those things. Apathy no, slime that, would be funny to see, though. Apathy slime would be very funny to see. <laughs> um, here, here's the thing that I want to bring up, Kevin. I know that we're really close to the end here. Yeah. Um, but there's also, of we, course, we spent, we spent 10 minutes yeah. talking about other stuff. Yeah. There's, there's the dark underbelly of slimes, which are like man eating Slime slimes, huh? right? Well, there's gelatinous cubes. There's yeah. the, the memory devouring slimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like those ones would happen still in this world. Yeah. And they're incredibly difficult to eliminate really (laughs) fortunately the thing about a lot of those whenever you see the evil slimes the bad slimes they're they're all they always been the caveat where it's like they're mostly found underground because they're found in dungeons the ideas of the bat like when you're on the surface you get a lot of the normal slimes then we go to the deep dark underbelly of the world then you got a gelatinous cube i mean the the fact that slimes can absorb memories yeah, it's actually that's... kind of a cool thing because you could have a memory slime, right? You, it's like almost having a f- like photograph roll. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know how you get the memories out, Kevin. Yeah, I mean that. You but... gotta light the slime. <laughs> that's Come how, on, that's, where the, is that's it? projectors in this world. Uh, it's, it's honestly, it's probably the core of the slime. Yeah, you're right. Uh, everything, a lot of stuff is based on the core of the slime, which does require you to kill the slime. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it replaces a photo album, kind of. Yeah, if you want to do, if, yeah, if you want to do things that way, I think what it comes down to when we talk about uh, what kind of world this would be, a lot of it is reliant on how much this society will lean into 
slime everything. Yeah. And the harder it leans into slime everything, the more the <laughs> we, Okay, we we talked about this at the beginning about the monarchy of the slimes. Yeah. This this world starts on a it's on a sliding scale. The harder the humanity leans into slimes are a resource for anything, the less of a slime monarchy there will be. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's <laughs> again another curveball. Which yeah. I think you've forgotten about from the list of slime facts. Uh, who knows? Um, but they originally descend from a demon lord. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, like, I, we don't have to take, Kevin. But I like the idea of there being some primordial force that the slimes are attuned to. Well, people can believe whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> That's my slime religion. I mean, if, if, if you really... Slime Jesus, Kevin. If you really... If you really want a uh, a way that the, that the whole everybody uses slimes thing is kind of balanced out, it's because you have a lot of people who are like, nope, slimes the devil's work. Yep. <laughs> slimes are not natural. Slimes not are nat- not part of the natural animal kingdom. You got birds. You got mammals. You got fish. You got lizards. They are, are the, they're <laughs> descendants of Juplex, and so it should be destroyed. And they must be destroyed. I would be like, no, they're just... That's the equivalent of hearing someone say, birds, they're the descendant of Satan, they must be destroyed. Like, well, no, they're just birds. I mean, you can't prove that wrong, Kevin. <laughs> You're right. And because I can't prove it wrong, it must be true. That yep. is how... That is how religion works. That, uh, <laughs> that is how it works. Uh, well, do you want to wrap this up? Yeah, I, I, I like this world, actually. I think it's a really interesting world. It is. The, the, the slime-based reality is... <laughs> Well, I, I like you. Like you said earlier, there's degrees of how far it goes depending on how into it people are. Yeah, and maybe different cultures are into it at different levels. And the thing is that the way that we treat slimes might be in, like insanely different all around, and then we might see them in different ways. Like because slimes have so little about them for us to humans to like connect with. Yeah. When you talk, when you talk about like humans connecting with animals. You see animals that have, like, not not human features, but things we recognize, like dogs, cats, like, like okay, face, ears, legs, mouth, like, you know, oh, all it's, those things. it's happy, it's sad, it's scared. Yeah. A slime potentially has a face, when I think of the slime rancher slimes, but most of them don't always yeah, my, have faces. That's inconclusive at this point. But, but, but even then, like, they're so weird. Even when you're like, oh, I killed a slime, did you or did it just evaporate back into the air to return as another slime? Yeah, what is a slime's lifespan? Is there a slime cycle like the water cycle? Well, we don't know. Only well, people if, in that world would know. Yeah, if they're moisture, like, who's, who's there to say? Yeah. So you, it could, you could literally live in a world where you're like, yeah, the electrical slime's this, and then we do this with the food slimes, and we technically, what some could say, kill it to get, we harvest its core, but also, this is my slime pet, Goobert. Yep. No, I mean, Goober, you're not, you you're not wrong. He, he, I, this is my slime pet, Goobert. I feed him my poo. <laughs> and he's – and like, yeah, you could make a slime. Because slimes are usually they, – they say they're acidic. They could also be basic, honestly. But like yeah. this guy's pH neutral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not uh, – completely I mean, harmless. I mean a lot of the average slimes have to be pH neutral because you can drink them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are pH neutral – 
please leave us a rating or review uh, uh, wherever you're listening to our podcast. We appreciate everyone that we get. That's a call to action I can get behind. <laughs> you can uh, also guess on social media. I'm at Sean Mankey Weir. I'm at Mighty Fuse, and you can get us together at Third Space. No, at, wow. At Third Space Podcast. At Third Space Cast. Yeah, Jesus. It's been a while, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can also check out our website, there's a website, thirdspacepodcast.com. And you can send us an email at thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. Also check out my website. I got books for sale there. Well, I got links to places where you can buy the books from. That's kevinweirdbooks.com. <laughs> and our theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Diablo Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on The Third Space where Kevin and I eat only the waffle cone. Embrace chaos. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. <laughs>